Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special edition of the studio coming to you live from the beautiful island of Hawaii. What is going on? How's it going? We have made it finally after being on a plane for eight hours with a two hour layover at LAX and then another hour drive to the resort. We have officially arrived in Oahu. I am beyond excited. We are here in paradise. The sun is shining. I have a couple of drinks in me, and I am just so happy that this podcast has been successful enough to provide me and all of my loved ones with an all-expense-paid trip to Hawaii, first class, villas on the beach, room service, all paid for because of my comedic talents. I guess this is what they meant when they said, if you work hard, you can achieve anything. And I know what a lot of you are thinking right now. Oh, Angel, you're a fraud. You sold out. You've been slacking on the episodes. As soon as those Spotify checks started clearing, you forgot about us. People have been sending me messages saying they're going to hunt me down for building trust and then breaking it. You know, oh, I know where you live. I'm coming to set your apartment on fire. And to this, I simply respond, I am on vacation. I am on vacation vacation god forbid angel takes a couple of weeks off god forbid i fly to paradise to get away from all of the mainland bullshit right god forbid i simply put my feet up i put my feet up i just sit there open a beer put my feet on the table and do nothing god forbid i do that right god forbid but believe it or not this is my very first time being here i know a lot of people look at me and they see someone who is well traveled and informed but i'm really not you know first time on the island and honestly hawaii has been i'm not sure the best way to describe it um expensive i guess that's a good way to kind of sum it up with one word expensive you know you pay twenty dollars for a mimosa $30 for some eggs, $60 for valet. Ubers are quite literally $100. It really never ends. There really is no more honor left in this country. But whatever, you know, you you come to Hawaii prepared to spend $8 for a bottle of water. You board that plane at LAX knowing you're going to pay a 500% markup price. And if you don't prepare for stuff like that, you're gonna have a really shitty time you're gonna be you know maxed out on your cards stuck on an island and listen yes gas is nine dollars a gallon and yes maybe the locals will jump you if you accidentally walk into a locals area and yes a volcano can erupt at any second demolishing any and every sign of life but aside from all of that i really think it's quite nice it's beautiful here it really is and I know, yeah, I talk a lot of shit, and for the most part, I am joking, but I knew it was going to be nice here. I knew I was quite literally going to be flying to paradise, and so the weeks leading up to it, I really had to work on just enjoying the moment. That's how much of a mess I am. I had to prepare to relax, like I was training to fight Floyd Mayweather. I had to mentally prepare myself to visit one of the most beautiful places on the planet that was the big thing i had to prep for up until the minute i got on that flight 
before I got on that airplane, I went to the restroom by the terminal, looked at myself in the mirror, and I said, all right, listen to me. Look at me. You will not ruin this vacation. Do you hear me, you son of a bitch? Stay in the moment. Breathe. Don't be such an asshole. Just keep it the fuck together for God's sake. People were around me. I didn't care. I'm shameless. Did I seem like a flight risk? Probably. But what people weren't understanding was that I was giving myself a pep talk. I was talking myself up. Everyone loves to preach positive affirmations, but the second I do it, the second I do it in a way that works for me, people suddenly have a problem with it. But also another thing I had to mentally prepare for was the patience of having to deal with people and airports. People think my passion for tech drives my ambition. No, wrong. It's the desire to make enough money so I can be as far as possible from everyone at all times. That's what keeps me going. I don't want a private jet to flex on Instagram. I want one so I can be left the fuck alone. I don't want to have to watch some 400-pound Neanderthal make a scene about how he doesn't need to wear a mask on the airplane. And I swear to God, before that, before we boarded the plane at LAX, that is exactly what happened. There was this guy, just this big motherfucker, the kind of guy who doesn't shower before a flight. You know, you can just tell this guy was fucking dirty. Anyways, this guy's mask was... It was like hanging down, and I don't mean he had the mask under his nose. I mean this dude's mask was so old and worn in, probably the same mask he's been using throughout the entire pandemic. So it had no support. It was just it was just kind of hanging there, you know? Anyway, we're all waiting to board, and the lady at the gate is watching people walk onto the plane. And the guy with the mask, you know, he's walking in, and she says, Sir... I'm going to need you to take one of these masks if you want to board the plane. And she goes and she grabs, you know, one of the generic ones from the desk. And the guy says, no, I'm good. I have my own. And the funny thing is, as he said this, this this guy's mask was hanging so low from the lack of support. You could clearly see his mouth moving as he spoke. So he says, no, I'm good. I I don't need one. I have my own. And the poor lady just flat out point blank said sir you can either take this mask or we can have the police escort you out of here and as soon as she said that this guy sobered up he sobered up grabbed the mask put it on and didn't say another fucking word and that's when i realized no one is more over people's shit than a flight crew i'm sure everyone in the travel industry is sick and tired of everybody's shit Just the lack of ability we have as a country to simply follow the fucking rules, having to deal with that every single day while risking your life, it's it's all led them to probably have no faith in humanity. I can only imagine how many years off of these poor people's lives that this pandemic has taken away. And listen, obviously the, the past year has done some serious damage to the travel industry entirely. I mean, it's pretty bad, man. Hotels are completely shut down just because of the lack of being open. You know, no one wants to pay for an expensive hotel that has no amenities, no room service, no gym, 
you know, the pool is closed, the restaurants in the surrounding areas are closed, and you can really see it in the morality of the people who work in this industry. They really seem like they're barely keeping it together. I'm pretty sure they are all hopped up on drugs just to avoid lashing out on the idiot people they have to deal with on a daily basis. You know, they have to take all of the yelling and all of the shit from these people because some CEO is making all the decisions and feeling none of the backlash. And so, yeah, I've heard about how much the travel industry has gone through, but this was kind of really the first time that I saw it firsthand. Don't get me wrong, the flight was it, the flight wasn't bad. Normally, I love a window seat, but for this one, I wanted to be as far away from the window as possible, so I got an aisle seat. Thank God. Thank God. When we were booking the plane, I made sure that I got an aisle seat because I knew just the amount of anxiety I would get looking outside of that window and seeing nothing but water. Are you out of your fucking mind? I would, I thank God the person next to me had the window shut because I probably would have had panic attack having to see just endless water and me on this flying tin can over the ocean. So yeah, good flight. But I think one of the biggest letdowns so far has been when we first landed. You know, you see in the movies, or at least I have, you always saw people when they land in Hawaii, you know, they're all wearing Hawaiian shirts, they're all happy, they get up from their seats, and they slowly make their way towards the exit of the plane. And as they're about to leave, there's always a flight attendant standing there with a lei, and they would put it around the person's neck, and they would welcome them to Hawaii. So that was the impression that I was under. That's what I thought what would happen when we first landed. It was nothing like that nothing you land and immediately before you even get up from your seat because of covid and all of that they make you fill out this form with all of your personal information address license number like really personal shit for what i don't know i'm assuming they can sell the information on the dark web who really knows and again people i thought i'd land make my way towards the exit and a nice beautiful woman would put a lay around my neck and say Welcome to the beautiful island of Hawaii, Mr. Angel. And then, you know, 30 minutes later, I'd be drunk off of pina coladas in the lobby of the hotel. That's what I thought would happen. Nope. It was, you land, fill out this form, there's the exit, now get the fuck out. Fuck your vacation, fuck your coconut water, I'm sick of looking at you. I don't even want to be here, and if you ask me where baggage claim is, I'm going to bash in your skull with the fire extinguisher. That is quite literally what it was like. And then, you know, you have to go through this new procedure, this whole COVID procedure, before you can even leave the Hawaii airport. They scan you, check your papers, do a background check, run your credit, ask the names of the last three people you had sex with, and then, and only then, are you allowed to leave the airport. So after you do the check-in procedure and wait for baggage claim to give you your bags, drive to the hotel, check in, a solid three to four hours have passed since you first landed. It's such a pain in the ass, honestly. And yes, I know one outbreak can decimate the entire island, both financially and in terms of population, but there has to be 
a more effective way to go about doing this. That's that's all I'm saying. But it's fine, you know, because as annoyed and as frustrated that whole, that whole process made me, at least I had a buzz going. Yes, you heard that right. I am officially off the wagon. Old Glasses over here has been having himself a couple of beers a day while I've been here. I broke my 10-week sabbatical at 9 o'clock in the morning at LAX, ordered two IPAs, paid about $40, and I gotta be honest, uh, it's not what I thought it was. Alcohol just hasn't been doing it for me. I'm not sure what really happened. I'm thinking I need to switch my choice of drink. Beer makes me really bloated. You know, I hate saying that shit, but it really does. And the buzz I get is no longer worth the aftermath of how it makes me feel. You know, I have two or three beers and I start to feel it in my man tits. My stomach starts expanding. My body feels gross. It's just, I'm just not a fan anymore. I was thinking of switching to something classy, something a man drinks, you know? That's that's how insecure I am. I can't just order a pina colada at a bar and enjoy it because I have this overwhelming fear that someone will judge me. You know, that's how that's how fragile my toxic masculinity is. But to be honest, I don't even I don't even know if I'll make the switch. I I broke up with hard liquor after my sophomore year of college. It was a very very toxic relationship, but if I do switch to liquor, um, I was thinking maybe bourbon or whiskey. You know, there's just something about seeing a guy in the blazer, sipping on a glass of whiskey, smoking a cigar. Y- you see someone doing that and you tell yourself, wow, that guy really has it figured out. I want to be like him when I grow up. And then, you know, next thing you know, you blink your eyes and you're suddenly 25 years old unable to drink beer because it doesn't sit well with you and you don't have anything figured out but it is what it is and yes again you heard me people 25 years old a quarter of a century old that was my subtle way of dropping the fact that it was my birthday a few days ago the big two five now my actual birthday like the day of my birth uh, was postponed a bit just because of all the traveling So I'm really going to start celebrating it over the span of the time that I'm here. And you know what, man? I know I'm getting old. I really know I'm getting old because I remember when people used to ask me how old I was turning. And I would say, oh, you know, 22, 23, 24. They would all say the same thing. Oh, you're still so young. And I loved hearing that. Nothing calmed me down more than hearing people say, oh, you're still so young because a lot of people don't know this about me, but I kind of have this tiny crippling fear of getting older. I just sort of kind of have severe panic attacks when I think about how quickly I'm growing up. 25 years old, no wife, no kids, no property ownership, drunk on an island somewhere. And I plan to live it up to the fullest. I really do. Yes, I'm getting older, but who cares? Because again, I don't have a wife or kids or a mortgage payment holding me back. I can get as fucked up as I want. So yeah, I have to celebrate and use every second to my advantage. You know, so my birthday, 
like I said, it's going to be spread o- spread out over the span of a couple of days or even a couple of weeks. You know, again, because fuck you, I deserve it. Um, but I think more specifically, what's on the checklist is a nice round of golf. That sounds amazing. Surfing, a luau, blacking out at the tiki bar in a Hawaiian shirt. Just very exciting touristy things. And here's the thing. I'm really excited to do touristy things like that while I'm here. Or at least I'm trying to convince myself that I am. You know, I've always been very anti-tourist. And again, a lot of people don't know this don't know this about me, but I actually have an ongoing war with tourists. I fucking hate them. Is there nothing worse than just seeing a family a 400-pound behemoth from Ohio all walking around, no shoes, no shirts, no self-respect, eating and talking loudly in the middle of an airport, just wasting space. I, I fucking hate that. My goal in life is to never be that. I cannot be a basic tourist who is ignorant and has no self-awareness. I cannot become that person. But again, you know, I just told myself that I I at least have to try and give it a shot. I have to see if I enjoy it. I've automatically canceled out so much shit in my life that now I'm kind of going back over that checklist again and being like, hmm, let's see what I just kind of crossed out and never looked back. So that's what I'm doing. I'm trying to do the little things. You know, like going to gift shops and forcing myself to enjoy it, which again is rough. I I hate gift shops. I hate owning shit. I hate clutter. I don't need it. I don't need to buy a ukulele for $200 that I'll have to bring with me on the airplane and haul throughout the entire airport just to never use again and to take up space in my bedroom. That's just how I see it, you know, so... That's why I don't even bother going to gift shops because I know I'm not going to buy anything, you know, but again, I told myself, okay, well, just look around. You can do that. Just enjoy the stuff they have to offer. So I'm really making an effort to just slow it down, to just go with the flow. Because you see, here's the thing about Hawaii, and this is something a lot of people don't know, but when you're in Hawaii, You really have to let yourself go. That's really the only way you can get the full island experience. Things run on island time here. The speed limit on the freeway is 35 miles per hour for Christ's sakes. So you have to just let yourself go with it. You're supposed to drink on the half hourly basis. You're supposed to be smoking a joint at 7 o'clock in the morning. This is how island life is you're supposed to indulge in all of those bad habits you try so desperately to keep down on the mainland. Why Why keep your vices down? Who gives a fuck? You're on vacation. You paid $800 for a plane ticket and $500 on breakfast this morning. You deserve a little slack. You deserve to get hammered and smoke cigarettes in the middle of the lobby. And you know what? If anyone tells you different, tell them to fuck off because you are on vacation you don't smoke cigarettes hey that's fine neither do i neither do i except for in hawaii and vegas and when the red sox are in a game seven 
So I guess what I'm trying to say is I smoked a cigarette a couple days back. First one in over two years. I was at the bar and took a step outside to grab some air. And lo and behold, there was someone out there standing, smoking a cigarette. And you know, I had to just ask if I could bum one, you know? My thought process was, hey, listen, it's my birthday and I'm drunk in paradise. Of course, I'm going to smoke a cigarette. So yeah, I asked the person if I could bum a smoke. And as soon as I said that, immediately there was this voice in the back, in the back of my mind, you know, and it said, Angel, your doctor said no cigarettes. Do not do it. And then there was another voice, a louder, angrier voice, you know, and this voice said, fuck her. Just smoke the fucking cigarette. And in that moment, I told myself, you know what? You're right. And again, like I said, now is the time to really say fuck it and go all in on your vices. That's island life. Relax. Nothing matters. We're in paradise, baby. And I swear to God, dude, oh, there was nothing better than that cigarette in that moment. There is nothing better than drinking four or five beers that cost $18 a piece, standing up from that bar stool and stumbling 10 feet away onto the ocean and lighting up a Siggy Liggy. There is nothing better than that nice long drag with the breeze on your skin and the sound of the ocean in the background. Because you see, it's about the little things. That's what I've learned since I've been here. I've become so well-traveled in the past 48 hours that I've been here that I realized that it's about the small things. So my plan is to indulge, to enjoy myself. Who knows when the next time I'll be back. The question isn't, should I order another drink? The question is, how many drinks should I order? You're supposed to overindulge yourself as much as you can. And let me tell you something, a goal of yours every single vacation should be to eat, drink, and party so much that the flight home is horrible. If you are not on that plane at least hating yourself or feeling some sort of regret, whatever it may be, oh, I shouldn't have smoked so many cigarettes, I shouldn't have hooked up with those strangers, I shouldn't have drank my breakfast for 10 straight days. These are the thoughts you need to be having on the way home. In fact, I'd argue that if you actually like yourself on the flight after a vacation, you didn't vacation successfully. That's my hot take. You need to be sitting on that airplane thinking, fuck, fuck, I need to go to the gym for the next six years every single day just to undo the damage that I did to myself these past few days. But whatever, you know, we we do have a few things planned, reservations made, obviously. You have to make reservations everywhere on this island. Um, everything is, it's really closed over here, people. Social distancing, masks, the majority of clubs and restaurants are either closed or under extremely strict regulations. I was talking to someone and I asked them, is it always like this? Is, is this how Hawaii always is or, or am I just not getting the full experience because of how much things are closed? And they were like, oh, oh no, no, this, this place used to be packed. Bars used to be open. You didn't have to fill out forms. There was no regulations. 
And the way they said it, you know, it was a bit heartbreaking to hear. He sounded like he sounded like a sports fan talking about their team during its heyday. That, that's what it was. He sounded like a Raiders fan when they talk about their teams from the early 2000s. So I think I think that means I just have to I have to come back at some point, you know. But I think when you come to Hawaii, it has to be maybe like a two week thing. I think that's the sweet spot. I mean, I know I said a lot of things are closed, but there is still a lot to do. So I can't imagine what it's like when it's open. So yeah, I do plan on coming back soon. Um, I think everyone should come to Hawaii at least once. But here's the thing. I'm what people call an overthinker. You know, I know how I am. I know that when it actually comes time to buy the tickets and to set up the resort and all of that, I'm just going to think to myself, why would I spend $10,000 for this trip when I can travel internationally to another country and have a new experience? You know, that's that's going to be the only thing holding me back. Um, and don't get me wrong, that's that's not a knock on Hawaii. You know, look, a, a lot of people, again, don't know this about me, but I tend to hate a lot of things. You know, I tend to hate a lot of things, but it's really hard to hate Hawaii. It really is. I cannot recommend this place enough. You know, it's it's a bit weird. Like, people are waiting on you, hand and foot. You know, oh, I got your bags. Oh, do you need a drink? Do you need a refill? Like, it's really like they make it to where you don't even have to move. And it wasn't until a few hours in where I was just like, do I hate this? You know, am I having a good time or do I hate this? And I, I really did like it. I loved it. You know, I felt like I was treated like the king that I am. You know, so it felt good to be appreciated. But yeah, the plan is to be here for the next few days to just enjoy it, to really try to soak in as much of paradise as I possibly can. Um, I'd like to apologize. You know, I'm sorry that this podcast was late, people. Um, it's been really crazy, like I said, with all the traveling and really just enjoying myself. Um, actually, it hasn't been crazy at all. I've just been kind of lagging on my end. But it is what it is. You know, we're going to get back to the schedule, the regular scheduled program next week. And it's just going to, you know, the bus is going to keep on rolling. I appreciate you guys listening this week. If you know of any good spots, please feel free to reach out. Send me a good spot to go check out. And I will blindly drive to it without checking the neighborhood on Google Maps first. You could literally send me to a blind spot to rob me. And all you would have to say is all you can eat sushi. So yeah, if you know of any spots, please feel free to reach out. Um, I would keep this going longer, but it is currently 5 o'clock in the morning in the great state of Texas and midnight here on the island. So my brain kind of feels like sludge at this point. Um, but anyways, that's going to do it for me this week, you fucking degenerates. I will see you next week. I love you guys. I hope life doesn't kick you in the balls too hard. And I will see you next week. Bye.